0: Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion
1: allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show.
2: Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Gina Gaudio-Graves the Dean and Founder of Directions University at DirectionsUniversity.com, calling in live this week from Bonita Springs, Florida, as I do each week on Tuesdays at noon Eastern. We have my co-host, Jack Humphrey, the Associate Dean of Directions University, and Jack is calling in this week from Richmond, Indiana. Hello, Jack.
3: Hello. How are you?
2: I am fantastic and you
3: Great. We're in the middle of our spring break at Directions University, so this little radio show is the only thing on our whole calendar. <laughs> for the whole week. Isn't awesome. it I mean we have stuff on our calendar, just regular classes are suspended for till the twelfth.
2: Eleven days of break. In eight years, we haven't had an 11-day break ever. We came close in December, (laughs) but this year, guys, we have 45 days of break at BU. Holy cow, Jack.
3: Sounds almost like my son's school. He just seems to have a break coming up five minutes after he goes back from Easter break. (laughs) I mean, they have breaks so much, I'm wondering how they learn anything.
2: And yet they seem to do a good job, don't they?
3: Yeah, he's a pretty smart cookie.
2: Well, we recently were able to meet our guest today in person when we were at NAMS in Atlanta. And I have been looking forward to having him join us for months, only because he works on a project that we work on. He is also a strategic advisor with Cloud Income Properties, as Jack and I are as well. So, Jack, I'll let you do the honors. All right. Today
3: we have Jeff Hunt, the website investor, who has purchased over 300 income-producing websites, makes his living acquiring and operating online businesses, and teaches people everywhere how they can do it too. His book, The Website Investor, The Guide to Buying an Online Website Business for Passive Income, will be in stores everywhere April 2015. Well, that's now. That's this month. Are the stores everywhere now, Jeff? You know, I haven't checked all the stores.
0: (laughs) How are you guys doing? All right. How are you? Uh, Doing excellent. I'm hailing from Indianapolis, Indiana today. Wow.
3: What do you mean today? Is that your permanent place or
1: just
0: where you are today? I
3: I can't promise that I'll always be here on every call,
0: but uh, today I'm in the home office in Indianapolis, so... Um, well, we're just 90
3: or 70 miles apart. Where are you, Jack? In Richmond, Indiana. Oh, very good. Home of
0: Tom Raper RVs. That's right. You can't miss that <laughs> if
3: you're heading east or west. Yep. Also, the birthplace is recorded, jazz. just so, you know, we throw in a little culture there, too.
2: <laughs>
3: well, we're really excited to uh, have you on today, Jeff. Because I want to ask you a lot of questions, like why buy websites, and who buys websites, and how do you buy websites, and why is that better sometimes than starting businesses on your own? I got a lot of questions. So if Gina doesn't have anything else, I'd like to get into them.
2: Go for it.
3: Okay, we're on a little bit of a delay, I think. Okay, well, Jeff, I don't know where you like to start typically, but maybe you can. Uh, uh, fix all of the problems that I left or all of the gaps that I left in your introduction there, because I know you've, you, you do a lot of different things, and uh, Gina mentioned about income properties, and um, you know I, I give you a, a slight introduction. If there's anything else you'd like to put in there uh, for background or reference, that would be great.
0: Yeah, let me just uh, share a little bit of my story with you.
3: Uh, I had a big
0: job in corporate America one time. I I had a large organization, and we ran outsourcing deals for clients who didn't want to do their own IT services, and I managed about a $25 million budget, and we had done pretty much what we wanted to do career-wise, at least in the corporate world, and I took my family overseas. We decided that... uh, it would be good to give back some of what we thought we received over the years. And so we actually moved over to, I don't know if you know any of this actually, Jack, but uh, we moved uh, overseas to Western Asia, and we lived there for seven years. We learned a crazy language that was made up of some Arabic and Turkish and Russian and uh, some Persian, and um, <clears throat> and so we, we lived and worked there for, for that long. And then it was time for the kids to come back and go to college, so... When we came back, I really didn't have any interest in going back to the traditional corporate setting again. In fact, I don't even know if they would have had me, you know, it's kind of a seven-year break on my resume. And so we really needed to to find something to do. I didn't have a lot of time, I needed to ramp my income back up to good old American expense levels. And I, you know, I I didn't want to risk uh, a lot of money or time starting something from scratch. So that's just telling you that story because that's really why I got into buying online businesses, and uh, and it's been a really good thing for me since then.
3: Wow. No, I did not know about uh, uh, that part. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, so, okay, so we, we're talking today about your um, – Investing and that's really become a buzzword with cloud income properties. We talk a lot about uh, investing and um, and even launching a new asset class uh, in the market, and that's kind of rare. I'm not sure that that happens very often. Um, but you know, seeing websites as as, as valuable of, of investment as or or a better situation for a lot of people whose traditional go to for investing is real estate, right? And there's just lots of overhead with all of that and everything, so. Uh, just getting people educated on why buy websites, why why is that a good thing, um, is something that's kind of new, fairly new. We've been talking for, about it for a while, but I think the world has yet to really understand this, and especially people that we work with quite closely in a uh, marketing world, online marketers, that always come on and always start their own business. They always start from scratch. They never, ever start from another spot. So those guys are probably perking up right now going, what do you mean by a website? A website that's already profitable? Or So maybe you can help us out with uh, setting that up and, and making people understand really what this is all about and how, how great the opportunity is here.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent point, Jack, that a lot of people haven't ever considered this. And, and that's interesting because... In larger organizations, there's always, almost always, a buy versus build decision any time an organization does something significant at all. And you go through the process and you mechanically try to understand whether it's more efficient, more timely, uh, more cost efficient to buy whatever it is, whether it's a, it would be a product line, a division, a factory, a piece of software, or to build that same thing yourself. And in the world of internet marketers, as you say, almost every method, system, product that's available has something to do with uh, creating the business or or growing a business that you started yourself. So I run into a lot of people at conferences who are, who are newbies. They're just getting started in the online world. They they like the idea of the laptop lifestyle and flexibility that they could have from working from home or or even just having a separate income. And they have some idea, like they may be interested in travel or in food or uh, cooking or carpentry or health, uh, you know, any of these areas. And, and of course, the first thing they think of is, well, write a blog, right? Create a blog and Mm -hmm. put content in it and do all of the the little tricks that you need to do to try to get attract uh, visitors to the site and then do all the tricks you need to do to convert those visitors into buying customers. And when I talk to a lot of them, it's evident to me that, you know, the travel guy, one of the avenues that he should probably pursue first is to go out there and see if there are any travel-oriented websites available because quite likely, in in all likelihood, there are sites that have already developed an audience um of people who are interested in travelers and, and there are websites available for sale that already have content, they already have um their their own set of visitors who visit every month and um they perhaps already have products that are already set up. So um so for people like that, people in, in many different niches, buying into something that that already exists and learning from a working existing model is really a smarter and more effective approach than, uh, than starting the thing from scratch. And of course, you know, the internet marketers aren't going to teach that, or at least they, they traditionally haven't taught that because, uh, they would rather sell a lot of tools for helping people set up that first website and, and attract that traffic. Um, and just wanted to touch on the second category. You kind of mentioned two categories of people. One is, is the you know, the, the online entrepreneurs who are trying to get something started from scratch. And, and you mentioned the new asset class. And uh, that's that's another set of, of people, um, you know, in our popular culture today, shows like the Shark Tank and The Profit, uh, which is actually – even a better one than the Shark Tank, uh, but but those shows are, are enormously popular, and and they feature the shark billionaires who are buying businesses, and then and then the guy, the entrepreneurs who have an idea and uh, want to sell their businesses, or or uh, at least get a, a big partner from one of the sharks. So that idea in popular culture is is uh, is all the rage right now, and um, and the idea of uh, <clears throat> of starting a business like uh you know a physical brick and mortar business um is in the front of many people's minds popularly. And 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 this so this the idea of buying websites is important for that crowd as well because buying into a website uh is a lot faster, a lot cheaper and and many times has higher profit margins. And um and we'll talk more about why I, I can make the claims that it's faster and cheaper and more profitable later, but but you know the, the brief story is websites don't have physical assets, so a lot of times they can be more profitable than businesses that require a lot of startup capital and physical assets. But um, but that's that's the reason why there's a whole class of investors that have not really um, even been aware of of website buying as an investment mechanism, as you mentioned you know there, a lot of people invest in real estate and certainly all kinds of other financial instruments like stocks and bonds and mutual funds and reits and all of those kinds of things and um they they put their their savings and their investment dollars in those kinds of instruments and they just haven't considered websites um and so that's uh, that's what we're all doing together at, at cloud income properties is to to make that constituency aware of this as a possibility
3: for their for their funds. Yeah, and I, I think it's pretty exciting considering I'm not the, you know, traditional investor or the savviest of investors in world history. Uh so all of the other market stuff that people do, all of the other investing stuff, I mean I'm I'm a novice and I always have been. But when it comes to web properties, I understand that game really well. That's all I do, right? And so uh you, you know we're always teaching people how to get the most um you know out of their site out of their idea how to turn it into something that people are willing to pay for and uh whatever products and services that they have how to grow that how to grow their following and all of those numbers are very very real to me because that's the world i live in and one thing i can tell you uh, tell everybody is if you were ju- if you were to jump into a website that's already established itself and it has a facebook presence and a google plus and all the other social sites and it has a good amount of content already on its site and it has a product uh, or two or three or product line and all the graphics the logos the of course the domain name itself and and uh, all the sites been set up and everything you're looking at hundreds and hundreds of hours right there just right off the bat just in pure Stock assets, so having to set up all of those different things. Then that doesn't talk about the work that's gone into any of those. So all of the work to grow a following on social, to grow an email list, a list of leads, to grow a buyer's list, to do all the marketing, depending on what kind of site that you would be looking at, um, a lot of that work that's foundational and its it's, uh, branding has probably been done to some extent. Um, But you're always saving an awful lot of time because when we teach people, we're teaching them soup to nuts, like right from the very beginning. What kind of domain name do you uh, need? What kind of – I mean, we would just go from the very, very beginning, and it represents an awful lot of work on the part of people who are really more interested in, you know, what it's – it's only going to get exciting for them maybe six or nine months down the road
1: when things are really
3: pretty well established and sales are coming in and things like that. That's why they got into it and weren't always ready for the upfront work that it takes to get a site or a business started from scratch. So I see a huge uh, benefit there uh, right off the bat. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And because you've
0: been in this business so long, you know, when when you ask the question, what are the two primary categories of traffic? Uh, as you know, every good Internet marketer will tell you, well, either paid or free, right? Uh, <laughs> And yep. there's the the really good ones will tell you well there's you know even the free is kind of it has a cost but um but in in this conversation, there's a third category, and that is let's go pick up a property a website that already has all that traffic um and it's already it's already built and established and and by virtue of the fact that those people are coming to this website. It indicates that that website has something that they want, so it's it's targeted in that sense. Um, so yeah, there's 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 an incredible you know it, it, there's a lot of steps as you were explaining from the domain name, just picking the name forward to to start building an online business, and um, and these days the the bar is high. You can't just pick any name, and you can't just put any content on the site and um, and have any product, you know, uh, people are getting more and more skilled at this. And so not only is, are there a lot of steps to do, but people actually have to do each of those steps well. They have to do them right, you know. <laughs> and uh, and that's yeah. hard to do. It's, a, it's hard to be, to be a designer and a techie and a product designer and a marketer. Um, and an SEO guy in, in to wear all those hats and actually do them all of them well. Uh so so that's that's one thing that buying into an online business can, can really uh short circuit it. You can sidestep having to be an expert in all of those things.
3: Well, I know you can you can expand on how big this is, the web investing thing is, but I'd like to start that off with the web, one of the things that we teach people at Directions University is, that, is about leverage. And one of my uh, big ones is the web is vastly, vastly overbuilt, incredibly redundant. That, and it's because of the thing that we talked about before. Everybody gets online and starts their own business, regardless of how many tens of thousands sometimes of other sites with identical types of information and services and products there are out there. And there's even a mantra in the marketing community: if it's not competitive, it's not worth going into, right? Everybody's heard that. Yeah. So we we yeah. live this. It's a religion that people get on and they, you know, worship at the altar of extremely hard work, not much leverage at all, because we were all brought up to, you know, think that hard work was the, you know, the thing that we had to do. Nothing was worth doing if it wasn't hard. And uh, and so what we have is an Internet that is full of great ideas, redundant, overlapping, great sites that people are, you know, owners of that don't always want to stick with them. They get inspired to go somewhere else to do something else. And if somebody else out there has done, in almost every niche that's worth being in, a website that meets a lot of the criteria for a really great investment because it's making money, it's low overhead, they had a great idea, and they went and did all the work to be educated enough, first of all, to then go and establish the site, second of all, and do all of that foundational work that is, so, that is so important and crucial, but it's hard work, and it's not something that the average person really takes into account when they say, I'm going to start a business. Now I have to be an XCO expert. I have to be all these different hat-wearing people and then I have to put in some time, and I have, to, I have to be good at this stuff too. And you put that in at the end there, you also have to do a really good job. You can't just phone it in. And there are people that have done that in every industry worth going into over and over and over and over again, and some of them are ready to go. Some of them are ready to quit, right? And if you had a, an offer for those folks, you could just jump into a situation that was already past all of that hard work. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and,
0: uh, and and I encounter lots of examples of that. Um, you know, one one of the questions I get asked a lot is, well, how much does it cost to buy a website? And and the truth is that you know there's you can pay just a couple of dollars, and you can pay a couple of million dollars. But uh, I'll tell you one story that illustrates your point, and that is there's there was a nurse. Uh, a career nurse and um, she decided she wanted to write a blog about uh, some different aspects of the the career of nursing, you know, like being more entrepreneurial nursing, if you will. And um, she spent two and a half, three years, and she created more than a hundred articles on her, her blog. And she, she interviewed people and she recorded those interviews and put all of that on a website. But, you know, after about three years uh she had she'd actually successfully developed some traffic. There were about a thousand visitors a month um but but she was only earning like eighteen dollars a month yeah after all that work and she' had, she had poured her heart into it and um and so she she just decided i want to get out and so i I actually bought that website from her for four hundred dollars now if you had put if you'd put some kind of value on all the time that she spent to put that thing together, I I don't even know how much that would have been worth, you know, especially the hourly rate that a nurse makes. But, uh, um, it would certainly be, uh, many, many orders of magnitude more than $400. Um, and, and yet just, and, and what I, I just made some tweaks and, um, you know, moved some things around on our website and, and it started making $100 a month. So I got my money back in about four months. But um, the reason I, I tell this story is because, you know, I really believe in what you're saying, that the web is just overdone with uh, repetitive sites on the same topics. And one of the advantages of the investor is they're not forced to do anything. they They can look at, you know, all... 200 health oriented sites that are for sale and really hone in on the ones that they think have opportunity and where they can they can leverage what they know or some resource they bring to the table and they know if they buy that one website um that you know that they have some uh expertise or they have uh, some some ideas that can make that thing successful and so so they can kind of cut through all of that redundancy that you're talking about and really bring some some unique proposition um to that business
3: so you're talking about a couple two different you know skill sets one is knowing everything having to learn everything the nurse's position which is I'm I'm good at this, and I'm going to write about this and teach people about this, but now I have to become good at marketing, at social media, at list building, lead generation, funnels. And it doesn't sound like she ever really actually got to that point. She just did what she knew the best. And then that's a skill set. That's a giant, giant, giant skill set. And another skill set is what you do, which is looking across – maybe 200 available sites on a topic and not having any emotional attachment to anything that the, the originators of those sites, the owners of those sites might have. And some of that attachment is probably the, the determining factor of how well or bad it's doing per month. And, and they just don't want to see or they can't see the changes that need to be made and you could come in as an investor and very dispassionately pick what needs to be done. Like you said, when you move things around a little bit, it went from $18 to $100 a month. And I think that's really something worth discussing. It's a it's a different skill set. What other skills are there needed for web investors to pick really good properties? And what if, give some examples of how you move some things around just to – Take something that was already there. You didn't have to do any more content because you already had so much. And what were some of those things that you moved around? What's this skill set like? Okay. Well, um, the
0: good news is that a lot of those quick hit improvement opportunities are really pretty simple. And when I I give you a few examples, you know, the, the people listening to this, um, program will will just immediately say, Oh yeah, I, I I get that, I can do that, and and that's true. Now, um, the, they're simple, but you you have, you have to know them, and if you don't know them, then you know then they're not very simple. But uh, in the case <laughs> of the nursing website, um, you know all I swear all I did is I moved the ads out of the sidebar where nobody looks, and then put them right in the middle of the article content. And uh, where, where, you know, your eyes move from left to right, left to right as you're reading. And I just put an ad there where you get to the end of the line and you see the ad. And uh, and I happen to know that that would, in all probability, improve the click rate on that ad by anywhere from, um, you know, 200% to like 400% just by moving it um, over. So that's a real simple thing. One of the quick hit improvements... Um, that also seems really obvious when you say it is there are, are tons of websites that are selling products, and they have um one product and one price um well you know it's really simple for for many many products to have different price tiers and different quality levels of the product so you know if you're if you're selling a book. You can have one price for the book by itself. You can have a higher price for the book accompanied by study guides and audio tapes. And you could have a lower um, price for maybe a, a, you know just a condensed e-book version of the book. And so you can take a single product and with very little work create three different products because in, in the, the high-end product you can make a lot more profit on, and on the low end product you can have more sales because some people don't know that they're not going to read a two hundred page book, so they'd be very happy to get a fifteen page gist of it. So that's just one really simple technique to to increase the profitability dramatically. And another one is uh is increasing prices. Like how hard is that? What kind of skill do you need to say, I'm not gonna charge ten dollars, I'm gonna charge twenty dollars for this thing, whatever it is. And you know, some people will say, "Yeah," but then, you know, what if I lose half my customers? Well, well, guess what? Um, I know, I know what you know, Jack would say and Gina would say. Well, try it, because chances are you aren't going to lose half your customers. Chances are you're going to lose a quarter of your customers or a third of your customers, and you're and that net, net you're going to be 40% more profitable. Um, so those are just uh, a couple of the, the quick hit improvement uh, ideas and skills, but. Let me just uh, back up a little bit and generalize. Your question was, what, what, what is the skill set that you need to be an investor? And, um, you know, what I, what I just pointed out is the difference between a good investor and a great investor, if you think about in real estate, for example, the, the great investor can see the potential in the property. You know, they they just they immediately they look at the location, they look around the rooms, and they just have a feel for what could be done with it, and what it would be worth if they if they did it. And and website, you know, that's that's a great skill to have for the website investor. Now that skill is going to take a little bit longer to develop, um, just like you can't be an expert real estate investor overnight. However. Um, the second skill is just uh is, is that of just kind of discipline. There's there's a lot of common sense things that you should look at when you're buying a website, like how much does it earn and um are the is are their earnings trending upwards or downwards? And if if they peaked and or if they, you know, went into a deep decline, what are the reasons why they were really high and really low, and you can just ask some basic, common sense kind of questions. Uh, once, once you, you know, once you've seen what one website, you know, and learned about it, a lot of those same ideas and principles that you learn apply to many others that you will evaluate. And so, those are some of the, the things that you learn to look for. Just which way are things going? Because you know what, even if you, if even if you don't know what all the possible opportunities and improvements might be for the business. If you can learn to recognize just a very solid, stable um, business and separate those out from all the ones that, you know, are probably going to die in the next six months or, you know, are kind of on their way out. They've already seen the glory days. If you can find the ones that are going to, going to be alive in a year or two years, then um, you're already head and shoulders above a lot of buyers um, who who just aren't looking at the trend lines and, and the numbers and um, and just getting a sense of whether it's a stable business or not.
3: Well, I would like to take, uh, of course, all of our listeners are varying degrees of experts compared to the rest of the world. They've, they're they all uh, into this stuff. They're into their own websites. And I would like to, everybody just to think a little bit about all the skills that are in your head right now, all the things that you've learned thus far, no matter how far, if you've only been doing this for a few months even, you you have hopefully learned some pretty cool stuff. If you've been doing it for over a year, imagine what you could do with what you know with a site that's already going. Like, you know, uh, Jeff just moved some ads around knowing that the ads weren't getting seen and they would get a much, much bigger Uh, conversion uh, in a different place in the site. That's just like one thing and then you can look around the site and think of all the things that you've learned to do for your own business, uh, you know, from the ground up and go around and find a lot of web properties out there where people had a great idea and they had a lot of enthusiasm in the beginning but they didn't have nearly the training that our listeners do. And so, you know, that's that's another thing for people uh, listening to consider is um Jeff did what he did on that one example just moving things slightly around and one little action like that. Um you know and there's a lot more potential where that came from I'm I'm sure with that particular site as is for lots of sites out there. So I you know what, do you have a particular like what kind of people do you work with? I know that you help people who want to invest in websites, or who? Uh, so, how does that go? What kind of people come to you looking for help or advice on on how to do this? You know, um, I, I shouldn't
0: be surprised at the answer, but uh, but but part part of the answer is uh, real estate people. A lot of real estate people kind of came out of the woodwork um, as I started to to advertise what I do and. Um, as I wrote my book. You mean real estate investors? Yeah, yeah, like, right, exactly. Like, uh, well, one guy was uh, a real estate agent, or actually several. I've had several real estate agents. I've had, um, you know, the uh, remodeling guys and then uh, mortgage brokers. Uh, There was was a lawyer who, who bought my book on Kindle a couple of months ago and, um, he, he looked up my website and gave me a call, and he said, "Yeah, I I bought your book, read it on the plane to my business meeting, and I'd really like to get involved." And, and he uh, he's a lawyer, but he actually co-owns a, uh, a a real estate company of some kind. I, I think they actually do mortgage processing. Um, so that's one category of people. Uh, but then I I do get a lot of. Um, you know, work at home mom type people, uh, work at home dad, um, internet classic internet marketers who have, you know, they've they've um, struggled for a while. Like you know, some of them have have had a website for six months or two years, and you know, and they've they've done good work and they they know a lot in their heads, but they still haven't made their website actually be productive. Uh, and uh-huh. um, and so there's quite a few people in that category here just they've kind of knocked their heads against the wall and then when i talk about buying one it's like the light comes on for them they say whoa why didn't why didn't i think of that or why didn't i do that two years ago um instead of just creating another one of these cookie cutter sites that everybody else has already um, mm-hmm. and we you know spending my two years doing that versus you know, starting uh, or buying us into a small one and then spending my two years really tweaking and enhancing it and mm-hmm. doing something with the customers who are already coming. And and that's really right. the key. I, You know, the thing that I, I care about perhaps more than anything else is the traffic, existing traffic to a website. Because if you have traffic and no sales, you can find a way to make sales from traffic. But if you have no traffic then, uh, then you're in the same boat as as everybody else just working on building up that that audience,
3: yeah, and even if the infrastructure's been built to a certain extent, that's still a lot of work left to do if the traffic isn't already there that that's right, yeah so okay, so. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of different people with different backgrounds are interested in, in web investing, or they or they have been. And I think that the trend is growing, and a lot more people are becoming aware that this is something to do. And a lot of people coming from outside our circles are doing it, like, um, you know, real estate guys and everything. But the thing is, real estate guys have no clue how to even move an ad from one part of the site to the other. So how the heck do those guys invest in websites and then make the improvements?
0: Yeah, and they're they're you know, they start out with some fears like uh you know many of them um may maybe they've had a real estate website or their business has owned a website, but you know, they have no knowledge of the technical side of it. So they're they're worried about, you know, you know a lot of people who are outside of, of of this world, you know, are really worried that it's, there's gonna be big technical problems that they can't solve. And um and the truth of the matter is it's just like anything else um in in any kind of business there are things that that you're not gonna know how to do, and you hire someone else to do it or you you buy the thing that's already built and and that's the case in um in websites as well um you you know you in if it's your very first website uh and you know you have no technical background then you're gonna you're gonna move a little bit more slowly and when you buy it, you're going to get some um, assurances of help from the seller to, to get it moved over under your name and set up under your hosting account, those kinds of things. And then uh, it's it's always prudent to, um, to, to try to find someone to help you in that case. And the good news is there are just tons of very, very inexpensive freelancers uh, out there to do that. So one of the things that I... I you know teach about in my course and is written in the book is uh, there's a chapter on outsourcing and and you know a lot of the people who haven't heard of buying websites also typically haven't heard of hiring a a freelancer um, but but mm-hmm. that's a really simple thing to do so um, so so that's that's the main strategy that I give people and clearly the the thing is when you buy a website and it's working there's a product and there's all these little pieces of it, you don't have, then you can just, then you can afford to actually spend time and educate yourself on the part that needs help, you know, because you're you're not having to do everything. It it might just be, you know, educating yourself on, um, um, on, you know, uh, answering a help desk ticket or on, you know, making a change to an article on your website or it's, you know, once once everything's kind of running, and then then there's really you can focus on what you want to educate yourself on, and it's just a lot less of a burden to do that than it is to have to focus on everything, on learning how to do everything. Right.
3: So it sounds really good to say, all right, I'm going to I'm going to look into this. I'm I, this sounds easy. Go buy websites, fix them up, you know, move some things around, do some things to make them more profitable but the big question in my mind is there, where do you find where do you research how do you source really good things i mean do, do you go to people who aren't really listing their sites to be sold or do you go to a listing or do you uh, a listing place or do you combine all of those things
0: well you know for most people getting started um they're you know, they'll be better off just finding uh, one source for buying a website and then and focusing on that. And, um, you know, as uh, being involved in cloud income properties, um, one of the great things that cloud does is is it, it takes a lot of the burden off of people who aren't skilled in due diligence or evaluating an online business or uh, really even knowing what to look for. And cloud... Will source, you know, they'll they'll understand your budget and your needs and what you want to get out of the business that you're buying, and they'll go and find a website for you that meets your needs. So, so that's kind of one of the best done for you. And I'm sure we'll we'll get to it. But they'll also manage it for you. You know, you were talking about how does how does someone brand new, you know, pick up a, a website and and who has no knowledge of anything technical and manage it? will clap. We'll do that for you. So that that would be one example, and, and to answer the question that I get all the time, where do you find websites? Well, there are basically three categories, and one is marketplaces. Um, Flipa. dot com is the largest marketplace for websites. They sell hundreds of websites every week, um, and the second category is brokerages. Obviously, business brokerages have been around forever. And there are now many brokers who uh, focus only on online businesses, and um, and typically uh, the the properties offered by brokers are a little more expensive and usually a little bit higher quality. Not because the brokers are are that great, but just because um, they when, when you get higher priced websites, it it's an indicator that usually they're uh, a little older and more stable and therefore a little less risky than when you're uh, buying uh, lower-end websites. So so I encourage people who ask me that question, to get signed up with a couple of brokers, to get their emails, to see what sites are, are being offered, and to get signed up on Flippa and set up some searches to narrow down all the massive websites on Flippa to, to things that meet their criteria and, and go about it that way. Now, now I, the third category I didn't get to, which is approaching people directly to buy their websites. Um, that is, is very valid. And, and, you know, once you let people know that you're in the market, even, you know, friends and family, and it's amazing who comes out of the woodwork and says, Hey, well, I, I have a website that I would like to sell. So that, that's, a very valid approach but it's a little bit uh difficult to to consistently find good buys just by
3: making um overtures to to owners privately yeah a little time consuming too just trying to find things I, I remember uh yeah. Sam England at uh NAMM a couple of weeks ago in Atlanta was doing his presentation he was talking about um, he's well known for selling uh products drop shipping stuff on amazon he He had gotten to a point in his presentation where he was saying you know he was doing market research and things and he was looking at um sites that were scoring for keywords that he wanted and he was he found this site that uh was doing everything wrong they um they were like they were pointing to products on Amazon and in other places, and they were just pointing directly to them with no affiliate link. And he'd gone through maybe three or four minutes of just picking apart the site. It was really ugly, but it was really, really doing well in traffic and everything else. And the guy was practically giving away all of his information, all of his pointers to the best this and the best that in his industry. And and the best this was pointing right to a product that was worth $500 or more at Amazon, where you could actually get a fairly decent commission when you get a, a higher-priced yeah. item. And I wanted so bad—it wasn't his point of his presentation—but I wanted so badly to ask him, did you (laughs) offer to buy that site from that guy because he he owned a piece of his market, and he owned his keyword that he wanted to get, and it would have been worth it just for that. But Sam also noticed while he was doing that research, the guy was leaving all that money on the table. How often? I mean, is that just a lucky situation that he found that, or? Do you find do you get fairly good at that? Do you teach people how to get good at finding sites like that?
0: Well, you know that's that's funny. Uh, uh, it's, that's a great story because you know clearly um, you, you do run across sites like that. Now, now I'll, I'll, you know um, as the industry matures, there's less and less of that where there's just you know really really blatant money left on the table by people not taking advantage of things but um you know like I, well, what i do in, in in um my book is i have i i look at each different business model and um different business models um like can i just take a minute and go through some business models um, absolutely but, yeah okay I'll, I'll, I'll do it quickly but you know, like the the primary business models that um websites use to make their money are are the following. Uh, they're they're content websites and they make money either advertising or with affiliate sales. Um and sometimes list building which leads to affiliate sales. Software sites that make money selling software services sites that serve that perform some kind of a service, and it could be an automated service where it's never done by a human, but it's still a service like. Um, e-commerce where people are buying a physical product, sometimes a digital product, and then it's either being drop shipped or the, the owner of the site is selling it themselves. Leads sites, which um, you know a lead is contact information for someone that uh, is very interested in buying a particular kind of product. So those are the main categories um, of websites and um, uh, of business models. And so, what <coughs> with, within each of those business models, there are things that you can look for where money is left on the table. So let, let's take, for example, um, the lead business model. We are collecting contact information. Um, I'll just tell you, you know, a couple of examples that. Um, will highlight things. And and that is, um, you know, if if you're, well, may, maybe I need to, I don't know if I need to explain what how a lead works. But, for example, if a university uh, wants a student to attend their university, they're willing to pay a lot of money to get that student to attend their university. That's why they spend so ungodly amounts of money on, like, direct mail and other kinds of advertising. And so if you can give them a prospect student their name and address, and phone number, you know, they would pay you up to like 150 bucks for that, probably. Um, so if, if you if there's a website that's kind of educationally oriented and it's collecting leads, um, then uh, that website, some of the money that gets left on the table is well that website's only collecting leads for one university. Um, well, you know, that's a no brainer. Just you know, you need to sign up with a lot more universities or you need to use an in-between uh, company like Quinn Street and sign up with them, and they've got all the relationships with the universities, and then you just capture the lead one time and they send it to the right university. Um, another one is um, is is um, looking at uh, shopping around for better prices. So if, if you're collecting leads um, because you're, uh, you know, like a, an entertainer, for example, you're booking shows or concerts, and um, and for entertainers, and you, you know, and so you're you're selling those leads to different entertainers. Then what you can do is price those out and kind of raise the prices and test different prices uh, for what you'll sell a lead for. If a lot of people they they stumble into this and they say, Hey, this guy's paying me ten bucks for every time I get someone who wants to rent a dumpster in New York City, right? And um uh, hmm. and so uh, but what the guy hasn't done is he hasn't he hasn't gone around to the other dumpster companies in New York City because it could be that you know another company would pay him fifty bucks for that contact information for a possible customer. So that's just within the lead niche, but within each of those business models there are, you know, there's eight or ten really obvious techniques for I- increasing revenue, and, and those are just the same. You know, items, you, I I, I can't
3: know. help but wonder, now I thought maybe the university thing, all right, well that's probably pretty common knowledge in the investor circle, the Legion, you know, circles, but now dumpsters in New York, I have to think that you've had some experience directly with that, to even bring <laughs> that up as an example, <laughs> that's really obscure. Yeah
0: yeah it's it isn't that funny i mean it, it seems obscure, but yeah, let me tell you another obscure one um this you know a health website health condition kind of this strange health condition um basically, you go to their website and if you're interested in that health condition, you can fill in your name and address, and they'll send you just you know like a twenty page packet of more info on that well. Guess what? They're making their money. They're, send, they're sending the packets out for free, but they make their money because there's a trial lawyer who's willing to pay 150 bucks for any name and address of a person who has that medical condition because um, he, he's, uh, you know, some number of those turn into medical malpractice suits. And so he makes you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's like another off-the-wall one. And then I, I evaluated a, a magician's website once, where basically he is such a good magician, he got way more people coming to his website than what he could possibly do the shows for. So he starts selling these leads to his buddy magicians, and then you know his buddies don't pay him and stuff like that. So so then he finds a, a broker to buy the leads, an entertainment broker. Um, so that's just another random one. So. Yeah, there, and then the dumpster one, of course, you know, <laughs> I, I've seen, I actually, you know, it's funny, I've seen more than one of those dumpster websites, so uh,
3: that might be, yeah, you know, wow. there you go, there's your tip for the dumpsters show. probably cost twice as much as the average mortgage in Indiana, I would imagine, <laughs>
1: so <laughs>
3: not a bad business, probably. Yeah. That's right. oh, I well, you know, and what, you. the one thing that occurred to me was like, oh, well, if less people freak out, well, I don't know anything about these businesses you're talking about. If I find a site like this, how am I going to be able to, you know, if I buy it, how am I going to understand it? But the instructions are pretty much coming with the site, right? Here's how I source leads. Here's how I was doing it, you know, and, and then you're just letting that person talk to you about their business, right? And they're telling you how the business works. Well, how does the dumpster, New York dumpster business work? How do I, who do I sell those leads to? Do you? And then those guys already have relationships. They probably just don't have all the right relationships, or they haven't completely explored all the ways that they could. But you'll learn the business model as you go along, right? Yeah, and isn't, and isn't that the fun of it? Because you don't
0: have to be an expert to just say, well, how does that work? or how does that person mm-hmm.
3: buy that, or how do you get it to them, or you know? How do the you, only time you have you, to be an expert is when you try to sell an information product on making a killing with New York dumpster rentals or something. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to be the expert. But <laughs> up until yeah, then, point, you have to be a that.
0: real expert. Yeah, yeah. But in in now, if you wanted to start a dumpster lead website and you've never done it before, now all of a sudden it is really difficult because you don't right. have the first clue about who to call to set up. You know. To, to sell your leads to and what content. Well, to not only totally that, but
3: that relationship is not guaranteed to be set up because there could be competition and people who really are experts who have been doing it for a while could totally take your deal away from you if if they went after the same person. But if you bought a website, if you invested in a website that already has relationships, You've got two things. You've got one saves you the time from having to get that first relationship and you can keep going what's going already on the site. But two, you've got the leverage it takes to get your foot in the door to the next guy. Well, I'm already working with so-and-so over here. I'm already, you know, at least if you don't want to turn that card (laughs) or, or tip your hand to those guys so that you have other people that they're going to find out that their leads aren't exclusive, then you at least have the feeling in the back of your mind that this is a working business. This has been done before. I can call this guy or this gal and make the same deal. I just have to feel good about it working one time, you know, and that's a really big deal when people are coming into businesses and business models that they don't know, that they don't have any experience in. <laughs>
0: that's right, yeah, because I already own the DT Dempster business brand, so just look at my website.
3: yeah. <laughs> Right. So you can do business with me. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. And I feel more confident talking to you about it because I feel established. You're kind of like buying – you're not just buying someone's site. You're buying the credibility that goes with it and the confidence it takes to take it to the next level because it's already working on that one crucial level you didn't have to build that you don't know anything about or you didn't until you bought the site. But, I mean, can people kind of make it a part of their uh, transition agreement – that you teach me uh, everything that you know about the business or all the crucial things that I need to know as part of the deal. Is that common?
0: Yeah, well, I, absolutely. That's uh, that's very common to, to uh, get some commitment from the seller for uh, investing in you and giving you all the information and particularly giving you all the contacts and if there's accounts that uh, can be transferred to your name that you get all of mm-hmm. those things. So, yeah, so that's absolutely right, Jack. I mean, when you're buying... A website, you are buying a business and everything that comes with it. You know the goodwill, the relationships, the uh, customer base, and all those things. So that's the beauty of it and the fun of it. That's you know we're talking about dumpsters and laughing together because it's just it's fun. You know, there's I I I see businesses of just all varieties every every month. I'm seeing something I've never seen before
3: and learning about it. That actually is really kind of cool because, I mean, the new businesses models that we get at DU are fairly condensed into a certain few different kinds of sets of businesses. And then people get the word that, you know, we really like working with these types of businesses. So while we do get to dip our toe in a whole bunch of different ideas and and businesses, the models are typically the same. And we don't ever get anything like a dumpster model, you know, nothing. And so it's really (laughs) intriguing to me. It's like, wow, there is a lot of stuff out there that people are doing that's really amazing. And even just going around and looking at this um, would help people with their current businesses, just seeing how other people are monetizing, how other people are doing things. And and they'll tell you a lot. Like on Flippa, they'll tell you everything about how they're making their money. They have to or they're not going to sell the site. So they – pretty much laid out there, for a lot of them anyway, if it hasn't changed over the years. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's pretty interesting. And if you're interested in something, you're very likely to go and stumble upon a really great opportunity. If you're not looking, it's impossible for you to stumble on a great opportunity, I would imagine. Yeah, that's
0: right. The whole process, even even if you never buy the first website, uh, I
3: encourage people, go look at them anyway. You'll learn a lot.
2: Before we run so Jeff, out of time, So, Jeff, have you taught Jack? us
3: everything you know about investing in websites in this hour? <laughs> yeah.
2: Jack, before we run uh, out of time, how will they get in touch with Jeff after the show is over?
3: That's what I was going at. We were thinking the same thing. <laughs> my, I was just doing it in a wiki way. Of course, Jeff has not taught you everything he knows about this uh, this line of work. So, Jeff, how do they find out more? My website is
0: heckyeah.org, H-E-C-K-Y-E-A-H, heckyeah.org. And um, you c- there's information about my book there. There's information about website investing and resources about how to learn about website investing. So I encourage you to do that. And uh, and even my email um, is there. You, you can fill out the contact us form and uh, I answer all of, of those Contact. So you can also find me um, on Facebook, Jeff Hunt. I am on Flippa.com. I am Jeff on Flippa. So, one one, of the not very many four letter names on Flippa, but I've got one of them.
3: (laughs) Well, be careful because uh, we just completely relaunched Tom Bell's career last week on this very show. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah,
3: he's blaming me for all the stuff that he's – me and Gina for all the stuff that we got him into last week. He gave out his well, that's, email that's address. that's pretty and impressive. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <the long laughs> for I'm taking all the credit. I don't know that we had any real uh, thing in there, but he has gotten a lot more busy since last week. So we'll just take the credit for that. Well, and he blamed it on us anyway. That's <laughs> truly impressive. That's great. Gina, I hopped up all of his Absolutely. time. Do you have anything, any final
2: words? Well, other than go check out heckya dot org, no, absolutely not. You guys did a great job.
0: Good. Well Steph, it was a thank you so much. Good Yeah, We definitely for for have it's to do this
2: more time. often.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, we do. It, it, it's just
0: such a little bit of a
3: little bit of a it's just an exciting
0: topic. It's it's new, it's effective, it's appropriate for a lot of people, so uh, definitely worth talking about more often.
2: Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Jeff. And remember, guys, Jack and I will be back next week, same time, same place, after spring break is over at DU. See you guys all next week.
3: Bye-bye.
0: Uh, Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters.
1: From traffic to conversion to business success.